Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. My sweet people, welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. Uh, how does it get better than this? I am Crystal, your host, your co-adventurer, your leader in <laughs> all things. Let's try this and see what it creates. Anyway, I'm so glad you guys are here. And I call this week's episode, oh my gosh, I have to cheat again because I don't remember, how being deformed is changing everything for me. <laughs> okay, so this show is also a taste of Salon de la Consciousness, which if you haven't heard me talk about it before, is a monthly membership that I do where for a particular amount per month, you can come join us for one call a week with me. And in this Salon de la Consciousness, we study the tools. We apply the tools. We create diligent practices from the tools of access consciousness so that we can have more of ourselves. And um, the reason I chose this topic today is one, just because it's fun, but also like there was something, and I see you guys live, hi. Um, there was something that we got to in the last salon call by reading this book in great detail, Living Beyond Distraction, that I ended up using for the last, well, I guess since the last salon call, so all week, I've been using it all week to change something that I literally haven't been able to change for 46 years. And this is the reason for this membership is because there are things you just can't get to on your own, things that have stayed the same or have been the same forever that you can't get to on your own when you are not diligently applying the stuff that is given to us in access consciousness and we are given so many tools so when you don't take the material and study it and then apply it to your life then your life's not as easy as it can be so I, how <laughs> acknowledging that i'm deformed is changing everything i want to talk to you a little bit about that um this came from the chapter in living beyond distraction on blame shame regret and guilt and before i tell you what the chapter said. I want to read this little section to you out of Living Beyond Distraction that I literally just opened up to when I opened my Kindle on my computer. Distractor implants, which there are 24 of, okay? There's anger, rage, fury, hate, blame, shame, regret, and guilt, addictive, compulsive, obsessive, perverted points of view, which is where we're going in this next month, uh, love, sex, Jealousy, peace, fear, doubt, business, and relationship, life, living, death, and reality. 24 of these things that are meant to, they are structured to distract you from what you can actually choose. So let me read this to you. That's a lot of shit, by the way. Distractor implants are designed to get you to go into what is contractive and to step away from what is generative and creative. So anytime you are looping um, in and out of something, I'm going to see if I can toggle between tabs here. Anytime you're looping, anytime you're obsessing, anytime you're overthinking, anytime you're making yourself wrong continuously on a loop, guess what you're in? A distractor implant, right? Now, here's the crazy thing about distractor implants. When you don't know what's a distractor implant, you don't acknowledge it's a distractor implant, and you keep trying to function as if something's wrong, you can't change it. That's why you get into these situations where you're like, that's why you get into these situations where you can't seem to change it. 
because you're in a distractor implant. So there is only one set of tools to use with distractor implants. It's three parts, I think. It's acknowledging that you're in a distractor implant. It's pock and potting, which is the clearing statement. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pock, online, shorts, boys and beyonds, all the distractor implants holding this in place and asking yourself and choosing something else. That's it. That's the three-step process. Now, the reason we have to study this book for freaking six months, because that's what we're doing, is I'm taking each chapter and spending a month on it, is because they're, the minutia, the, the amount of choices we make and the amount of distractor implants that we are that we buy as real is like intense. Basically any difficulty that you're doing in your life is from a distractor implant. So like you could look around your life and your days, a day in the life of you and go, how many distractor implants am I in 24 seven? Okay. So they are designed. That's what their whole design is, is to get you to go into what is contractive and to step away from what is generative and creative. They are about the institution of distractor implant reality as the sum total of what your choices are. You have to choose differently. That's all you have to do, choose differently. And he goes, I hope I've made that succinct enough. <laughs> Call participant says, I've noticed that there are plenty of things I could be instituting, creating and generating with my business. It wouldn't be difficult. And those things would create more ease and greater money flows, yet I run into resistance to doing them. Gary says, that's distractor implants. You see what you could do and you either procrastinate or you don't do it at all. You as a humanoid do procrastination in order to prove that you are strong. In the end, you come out of it and you manage to accomplish everything even though you procrastinated. But fear, doubt, business and relationship are all designed to keep you in a place where you never choose what you would truly like to have. Now, that is eight sentences out of an entire book. And just that, if you apply just that, will change your life. So here, going back to the whole topic of this show, which was like whatever I said about being deformed, in the last chapter that we were in last week, one of the conversations that he had in there with somebody was that was around this person's deformity. And I don't know about you, but I've always made the things that were super different about me, I've made those wrong in some way, right? Like I just grew up, feeling really weird, really different. Um, just thinking I was generally fucked up, right? Like I just knew I was fucked up. So while that's a, not a shock to any of you, and I know that a lot of you have, you know, dealt with that in greater and lesser ways. What I didn't know is that that sensation of wrongness was me not acknowledging that according to this reality, I'm deformed. Now, Here's how I've been using this in a very, very practical way. The thing that I've made a demand to change in my life is reaction. Now, I don't do a lot of reaction, like I do no reaction when I'm facilitating, and I don't do a lot of it in my personal life, but when you are asking for more, the thing that you're doing that will keep more from showing up shows up to change. So in the last few weeks or three weeks, whatever, whatever time is, um, you know, there's been this, there are two particular topics in our household that if I'm gonna go into reaction about, have been up a lot. And so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, this is it. Like, I'm done because when I go into reaction, it hurts my body. It makes our relationship hard. Um, it doesn't, it's no, there's nothing generative and creative about it. It is completely destructive. So I was like, this is just changing. And the thing is that 
I grew up in a reaction university. That's that's what we learned as the way of relating and the way that you relate when you care. So caring got mashed up with reacting. So man, I uh, ended up asking Shannon O'Hara about it on the club consciousness call. And, and I was like, please help me with this. Like, what do I need to look at here that will unlock this for me? And she, you know, did, if you haven't, if you're not in Shannon's club consciousness, please go do it. It was a whole call on reaction, but so it was helpful because it did unlock some things. But the thing that changed this for me was the salon call and reading in blame, shame, regret, and guilt. Because what Gary talked about with this girl was you got to get that you're deformed. You will never march in sync with everybody else. Those two things right there was like game changed for me. Why? Because I could see in a moment how when I was reacting, I had instantly judged myself for not being able to be the thing that the other person was being or that they thought I should be. And I'm sure this is only partially correct. But, it, but, but where it came from is I had judged myself for not being in sync with this thing. And then because I had judged myself as being wrong, I then had to fight for my point of view, which is where the reaction came from, so that I could be right instead of wrong. Because at the base of it, I, I believed that I had discovered where I was functionally wrong. Now, all of that occurred in microseconds. <laughs> it wasn't like that was a thinking thing. It was like, that was microseconds of choice. But that was when I started those two sentences in that chapter broke that apart for me. And I was like, holy shit, I keep, I have decided somewhere that I have to be in sync with everybody else. And if I'm not in sync with everybody else, then I'm wrong. And that's what's creating. That's the basis from which I'm creating all these reactions. So I looked at that and I was like, okay, one of the things Shannon that really helped me, one of the things that she invited us to on the call was to look at where we had learned what we were doing. So I looked at my life and I'm like, yes, I was in a reaction school from the moment I was born to the moment I was 46, you know, I'm not even 46 yet. Um, so I learned that. And then the second thing was, if, if I had learned that, I could learn something else. And the third part was, if I could learn something else, it was probably gonna take a minute. So what she asked us to look at on the call was what could you learn here that would change this for you? So I went looking for that, right? And you never know where the next thing that's gonna unlock the thing you've been trying to change forever is gonna come from. So I, so we were on this long call, I read this thing and I read this thing about being deformed and I don't march in sync with everybody else. And it clicked. I was like, oh, I need to learn and practice and substantiate for myself that I'm different. And as simple as that sounds, that has changed everything in this house for the last two weeks because here's how I've been using it. <laughs> when almost anything comes out of my sweet partner's mouth, and he's talking to me about business or Luna. Those two topics I have done a lot of reaction around. Um, <laughs> he'll say something and the literally what I'm saying to myself in my head is like, oh, I'm just different here. So 
I'm not saying that out loud to him. It's not something I'm announcing. It's nothing I have to prove. What I'm doing is I'm learning in my own world, interesting point of view in a different way. I'm learning that he's going to say all kinds of things that aren't what I would say, or he's going to choose all kinds of things that I wouldn't choose. He also chooses, a, excuse me, he also chooses a lot of things I would choose, but none of that's relevant because I'm different and he's different. If what will my life be like in five years if I choose this relationship is a yes, then he gets to be him and I get to be me. And if the sex is good and the money's there, we have a good relationship. And if the elements of intimacy are there, we have a great relationship. All of that's from foundation, by the way. So, so, but I got it in a different way this week because I was like, I've been functioning with the reaction as if he thinks we need to be the same, but I can't be the same but I have to be the same, but I can't be the same, but I have to be the same Ugh! reaction. First of all, he wasn't thinking anything of the sort. And even if he was, that's not relevant. And second of all, like we aren't the same. And I'm not the same as anybody else. Kim, the next foundation is gonna be in June. We're gonna post it um, probably in the next couple of days. So watch for that. So I know how basic that sounds, but I can't tell you how game-changing that's been. So if you wanna use it, if you wanna use my new tool, which is essentially interesting point of view packaged in different words, all you have to do is that when anybody's talking to you, before you sh open your damn mouth. <laughs> so the first key is shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up. Seriously, this is gonna help you, I promise. <laughs> if you don't do it, you'll get what that creates too. But like literally don't talk and literally it with everything anybody's saying going, oh, I'm just different here. I'm different. I'm different because people, you know, all of us function at the speed that wish we function. So like sometimes being around people's like going through a car wash, right? Like you're just getting hit in the face with all the shit. And <laughs> so be more space, make yourself bigger and just receive. Practice receiving. Practice just receiving what's coming out of their mouth going, I'm really different here. I'm really different here. I'm really different here. Here's what that's done for me. It's it's acknowledged just what's true. And when you acknowledge what's true, things get lighter and easier, just so you know. But number two, it's really gotten me to look at on the on the other side of it, I really would choose something different here. And part three, when I don't know, know cognitively, what my choices are, or I've really had never really even asked what would I choose here that's different, which is a lot of the time, by the way. Um, then I ask myself that and I'm like, what would I choose here that's different? You know, like, cause that's the other part that I would react to is like, I would think that they thought that I needed to be the same. And in my family, that was my mom's point of view. We needed to be the same as her. And if we were the same as her, then we were right. And if we weren't the same as her, then we weren't wrong. And that was her basic functional point of view. But that's not where Andres is coming from. It's so, it's like, we're not the same. But because I've been fighting that my whole life, I've never asked myself, what would I choose here? I've never even asked myself that for so many different things. And I think that's a huge key thing that's changing for me in my life right now is, and I think I've talked about this on so many different series is I'm asking myself that about everything. You know, like my, I'm sitting in my office, you can't see the wall that I'm looking at, which is the most dynamically different. But, you know, I had to ask myself like, well, if you could create your office in any way, what would it be? And I had to go looking for that because I'd never ever worked that muscle before of choosing what I wanted it to be like. 
I would get things to the point where it would work and never go further. So that's been needing to occur all over. But because I've just been busy reacting to where everybody thought I needed to be the same and I knew I was different, but I was never claiming myself as different. I was reacting to their need for me to be the same as them, but never fully embracing and becoming the difference that I am. Now, is that in totality? No, obviously I'm here, I'm doing this work, but for a lot, a lot of my life. So again, with the tool, anything and it comes out of anybody's mouth, you just go, I'm really different here. I'm really different here. Cool, I'm really different here. And then you just get really good at smiling and nodding. Or sometimes it's you. Know, sometimes there's space to say. So I have my sweet hairdresser is here. She's downstairs. I love her. She and she cuts my hair. I've got this nice little wedge in the back. Um, she came over to do our hair today. And the way that she asks questions is not open ended. So like, she'll ask, um, "Well, isn't it really hard?" So how's Andres in his business? And I'm like, "He's good." Isn't it really hard to start a new business? And she'll ask questions like that that force you into a point of view. And so with people like that, I just go, actually, it's not been our experience that it's hard. You know, I'll just state the difference that it is. So that's a choice you have too. Um, and so it shakes up our conversation a bit. Like you have to then have allowance for the other person being uncomfortable. So there are times when that occurs. For the most part though, with most people, it's a lot of smiling and nodding going, oh yeah, gosh, hmm. And sometimes I'll add now, is there anything I can contribute? So last night's a really good example of a conversation where I would have gone into a lot of reactions. So Andres was sharing about me, like his latest sort of business experience. Uh, you know, he's in a lot of just experimentation and, and trying things out and putting things out in the world that he's really passionate about. And so there's a lot of choice always creates awareness. He's getting a lot of awareness. So he was talking to me about all that. And I wanted to butt in and like help. Listen, help is a superior asshole point of view. Don't help. You only want to contribute if somebody's asking for something. And sometimes people ask non-verbally, and that occurs. But for the most part, people aren't asking. So shut up. <laughs> so he's, he's talking. He wants to, he's talking and he's sharing. I can't tell you how much strength it takes for me to like shut my mouth sometimes, but I did. And as he was talking, I was doing the tool. I'm like, I'm really different here. Wow, I'm really different here. Okay, cool. So then he got to the end and he wasn't looking super happy. And I just said, well, is there anything I can contribute? And so he started with something. He had a thing I can contribute. And he's like, well, what about this? And I was like, I said, I could do that. And then he could see that my world was going somewhere else. And he's like, well, is there anything else you can think of? And I was like, well, have you looked at this? There was an opening there by asking him, is there anything I can contribute? I have asked that to people who've messaged me on Messenger before with just a lot of story, like they're just struggle, 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 struggle. And I'll ask, I've asked sometimes, is there anything I can contribute? And they say, no. So that happens. <laughs> I'm like, you did get my attention and there's nothing you want, but that's okay. That's okay. Some people need to struggle, but that's what you've got to get is you are different. You want something else beyond struggle. You're different. Now, when you impel that as a requirement for everybody else to choose, you don't get to see the change in the world that you want to see because they have to resist you. That does not work. 
So you have to be different. You have to just be it and you have to know it. And that has to be enough. That has to be the deepest, most nourishing thing in order for you to be the source of the change you want to see in the world, the change you know is possible. But the change you know is possible may not be something the people that are closest to you want to participate in. And most of the time, not, honestly. And it may be. But if you impel it on them like they've everybody else has been impelling things on you, you'll never get to see it because they'll have to resist you, which will mean they won't ever have another choice. That was unacceptable to me when I found that out. Guess where I found that out? Blame, shame, regret, and guilt and living beyond distraction. When you don't validate other people's realities, when, when he was sitting across from me yesterday talking to me, that was his reality. There is no reality that's really real, including mine. So it's mean to resist his reality and try to change his reality when he's not asking for it. That's just mean. And it doesn't work. It holds the no choice in place. So that's when I read that last week. I was like, holy shit, cool. It's unacceptable to me that I don't be something that allows the world to change. And if what is required of me for the world to change is shut the fuck up and be different, I'll do it. So those two pieces of information that I'm deformed, that I don't march in sync with anybody else, piece number one, and piece number two, that if I don't validate people's realities, the world can't change because I'm so busy resisting their shit that nobody has a different choice. I was like, game changed. It changed my reaction game forever. Now, we're heading into the salon studying addictive, compulsive, obsessive points of view starting this week. And so you're invited to join us. CrystalJoyCrawford.com slash salon. Now, I want to read you this little bit. So what we do is I read, I, I use the book. We read, I read until there's something. And then we get questions about it or we extrapolate on it or whatever. So the book becomes our, you know, stimulus for change. But anyway, so addictive, compulsive, obsessive, perverted points of view. Now, addictive is the idea that you can't change it. Compulsive is the necessity to do it. Obsessive is where you must think about it and figure it out so you know how to do it. Anybody ever do that? It's where you have to figure it out so it's right, so you can try not to do what is wrong that you are obsessing about. And then there are the perverted points of view. In this reality, the primary perversion is being humanoid and not seeing the world in the same way that other people see it. See how this ties in? I'm deformed, I'm different, and I'm perverted. And when the judgment is off of those, because the only reason those would have a charge is if there's judgment, which is stuff we pock and pod. Holy shit. Man, did that ever give me a lot of clarity around a lot of things. Like how many people, have, how, many, how much in your life have you been fighting for your point of view? If you just knew you were different, there'd be no fight. It wouldn't be a shock to you that other people were choosing the way they're choosing and you're choosing the way you're choosing because you just know you're different. And I remember so distinctly asking Gary about this in a seven day class, like four, I don't know when, in a seven day class, four or five years ago. And I forget the context, but I asked him on the microphone, like, what made 
don't even know what I what I asked about exactly, but it was something like what made this. I just noticed that he is he is so different. And I was like, you seem really at ease with that. Have you always been at ease with that? What was that for you? And he he looked at it. He really did look at it. And he was like, I've just always known that I was different. And I've never forgotten that. I've never forgotten. It was so simple and so clear and so deeply profound. And from that moment on, I asked the universe to help me get that. Like, what does just knowing you're different, for what reason does that empower you to create a whole thing that doesn't exist in the world? Like, access consciousness is the most different, the most, it's the most different thing that I've ever come across. And you can find shades of it, you know, out in the world, in Joe Dispenza and quantum physics and, but I've done all, you know, okay, cool. I've never found anything that works like this. And so Gary was the source of that for 10 years by himself. And then Dane came along for 10 years by himself. I think I'm on year, I don't even know, six or seven with my business, but, but I'm not by myself. I have people and I also have a massive organization. He was by himself. There's something you have to know about yourself to do that. I just knew I was different. I was like, wow. And this week I finally got it. I was like, oh my God, when you know you're different, you need nobody else to follow you. You need nobody else to see your point of view. You don't need to understand anybody else's point of view because you can't and you just don't need to. Like once you claim that you are different, deformed, perverted, according to everybody in this reality, you can just be free. You get to just be you. Now, where that's taken work on my end is like working that into my everyday moments. <laughs> and this is where Gary looks at all of us and he's like, get to work, you lazy fuckers. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, man. And it is. So there's a bit of work involved right now because I'm really, really fucking practiced at reacting to certain things. I have apparently where I've reacted to some very intense points of view. And so how does it get any better than that? So the daily work, it's not what's required. And that's another thing I just love about this friggin' membership is like, we've got this group of people that are like getting to work, bitches, you know, like, and a reminder every day to like, okay, cool. So we had this, we got all this awareness. Now let's apply this in our everyday moments and actually see the change. So what would it be like if you were willing, really willing to know that how different you are. And I don't mean be able to articulate it or define it because fucks, no, you can't do that. You won't be able to. But you'll be able to start getting access to the true acknowledgement of you, which is that you truly create miracles, that you are truly changing things by being here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But beyond all that, like what's it gonna take for you to have total peace? being you. And that was my big demand. I'm like, I am not doing this shit to me anymore. Done. I'm done. I'm done abusing me and I'm done abusing everybody else. So here's the last thing I'll leave you with here. Let me open this. How many, 
Here we go. The most important part of all this, and this is where we're going to go this next week and in the next months. The most important part of all this is that you have this thing called necessity. And anytime there is a necessity to do or be or accomplish anything, you go into the distractor implant of addictive, compulsive, and obsessive realities. When you define something as a necessity, you believe you don't have the choice to not do it because it's a necessity. So if I look back on like <laughs> so long ago, a week ago, where I was doing a lot of reaction, it was a necessity to not be misunderstood, to not, for nobody to think that I actually agree with this. That was very important that everybody, everybody, usually being Andreas, because he's the one I'm talking to most of the time, for everybody to know that this is not my point of view. I have a very different point of view for me to prove that. Like I had so much necessity creating my choices. So <laughs> when you define something as a necessity, you believe you don't have the choice to not do it because it's a necessity. And that's where I was with this, with reacting. I was like, I cannot see my way out of this. I had gotten myself trapped into a fixed point of view, but I didn't know what it was or how to change it. Or if it is a necessity to not do it, then you don't have the choice to do it. You're not recognizing that you're in choice. You go into addictive, obsessive, compulsive points of view, which bring up resentment, anger, rage, fury, hate, reaction. This thing you have decided is a necessity that you believe you wouldn't choose, that you have to choose because it's such a necessity activates these distractor implants. So how many necessities do you have creating what you would call the addiction of your life? And everything that is times a godzillion where you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. How many necessities do you have that create the compulsive parts of your life? And everything that is times a godzillion where you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. How many necessities do you have to make you obsessive? The ultimate necessity is about being obsessive. And the ultimate thing we are obsessive about is how wrong we are. I must do this. I have no choice to do it. I have to do it. Everything that is times a godzillion where you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So there's so much more here. But um, how many necessities for being wrong do you use to create this constant, addictive, compulsive, obsessive point of view about the wrongness of you? You better believe that's going on a loop this week. And everything that it's times a godzillion where you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So most people are addicted to judgment and those people think it's a necessity to have judgment. And what this thing of like acknowledging that you're different does is it immediately gets you out of judgment of you. You just jump off. So what can you add to your life? What practice, what choice, what can you learn that will create a different result for you in your living with people, with money, with your business, with your body, with whatever it is that you, wherever you desire change, what can you institute and learn that's different? I learned distractor implant reality excellently. And then I abused myself with it. So it's going to take a minute to learn something else, but it's possible. So if you'd like to do that with us, you may. And it's crystaldrecrawford.com slash salon. And if you'd like to do it on your own, you can do that too. Living Beyond Distraction is a $35 book on Amazon, on the Access Shop. Um, <sighs> How does it get any better? If you got something out of this, share it with that person. 
And otherwise, I'll see you guys either in the salon or next week. Enjoy being you. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.